I look forward to hearing it. She would also look forward to having the evening over, to being alone in the commodious chambers Westhaven's family provided her, where, oddly enough, she'd begun to enjoy the silence and solitude. I'm going to fetch Westhaven from the corridor, Anna rose gracefully. He gets caught up by his father's cronies from the Lords, and is too polite to leave them talking to themselves, which is their proper fate, on what ought to be a social outing. The pretty dark-haired countess bustled out of the box, after rescue some old curmudgeon from Lord Westhaven's endless fascination with what he called economics, leaving Morgan to wonder at her own proper fate. Spinsterhood loomed close at hand, unlikely a return of deafness not long after that. The physician had warned her after all. A shadow along the back wall of the box moved, distracting Morgan from her dismal thoughts. She caught the scent of rain on wool, underlain with cedar. Cool scents, masculine and beguilingly pleasant. And yet those scents belonged to someone who had no business in that dark corner. People chatted and strolled in the corridor only a few yards away, so Morgan couldn't be alarmed. But neither was she pleased at the intrusion. Make yourself known, sir, and explain why you lurk in the Wyndham family's private box. As her eyes adjusted to the gloom, Morgan made out a few more details. Height, blonde hair, broad shoulders. Westhaven's plummy baritone came drifting in from the passage, followed by Anna's quieter tones, something about not leaving Morgan alone. The intruder pressed a finger to his lips, a signal for silence then winked and blew Morgan a kiss. His teeth gleamed in a smile, forward behavior indeed for a trespasser. Anna sailed into the box, followed by her husband at a more decorous pace. My love, I was not lecturing old Quimby. I was engaged in Socratic dialogue, such as men of reason and intellect often enjoy with one another. Westhaven did not sound as if he were defending himself but Morgan knew her sister's husband well. Next, he'd start in with the nuzzling and cousining, and sure enough, as he assisted Anna into her seat at the front of the box, he leaned down closer than the situation warranted. You were about to take him on yourself, weren't you, dearest wife? You're as inclined to rational discourse as any member of either house. Morgan will support me in this observation. The Earl was subtle about it but managed to land his lips on Anna's neck right there in the theatre box, with a stranger looking on. Morgan rose and turned, intending to take the stranger to task again, only to find he no longer lurked in the shadows. The smiling, kiss-blowing, silent man who bore the scent of fresh night air and northern forests had simply vanished. Valentine Wyndham crossed the green room and possessed himself of Morgan James's hand. My dear, you are looking delectable as usual. He bowed low, but did not presume to kiss her knuckles. Panford, allow me to appropriate the lady's company for a moment. I cannot take my leave without hearing her opinion of the night's performance. Val kept his tone jovial, though he'd spoken nothing less than the truth. Panford was a talented, handsome cellist, also quite married, and the sole support of a wife and several small children. Val tucked Morgan's hand around his arm and waited just long enough for Panford to stammer his parting. The performance was delightful. The sixth is a lovely piece, cheerful and lively.
Val walked her in the direction of the refreshment table. And the piano sonata? Morgan had a quiet about her. Val had taken some while to puzzle out. A person deprived of sound for ten years learned a quality of focus that the hearing population never acquired. Despite the restoration of her hearing, Morgan yet had that stillness, an utter calm that was unusual in a woman with only a few seasons to her name. In the first two movements, you were trying to create silence with sound. That is quite a challenge. He'd been trying to recreate her world, her calm. Did I succeed? She smiled up at him, a winsome flash of teeth and benevolence. Oh, yes, Valentine, you succeeded, and the robust, romping final movement was a pure delight. I do thank you. Her smile allowed something inside him to unknot, to come to a restful cadence. For Morgan's.